welcome to this episode of the Fan Man Podcast. I'm DJ Gove. Chris Davis. Sean Hogarty. Hello, everybody. Happy doing, boys? week. Happy week. Happy whatever to whatever day this is. Everything just blends together. I don't know. I don't have to go to. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Actually, no. I do have to go to work tomorrow. So it's having a weekend for me. I don't think I've slept since the Red Sox won the World Series. So uh, actually, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't actually talk about that. that. Yeah, yeah. So we're and everyone hates us, but we're up in the Northeast and. The Boston Red Sox, our beloved Boston Red Sox, won the World Series. It had been a whole 630 days since, you know, these kids had a title this year. I know, and that's just not, that's just something that... I feel bad for my nine-year-old. I know, the, exactly. It's, these kids have it so rough nowadays. So, it's funny, too, because like, like, I'm watching it, because, you know, it was on, it was, they were in L.A., and they won, and I, I sound, I'm going to sound like such an asshole, but it's like, if you live anywhere else, if you lived in Kansas City when the Royals won, you're probably doing cartwheels in the streets. But we, like, literally, Sale came in, I'm like, oh, he's going to punch these three guys out. One, two, gets that last strike. I'm like, ah, yeah, okay, yeah. that's over mm-hmm. with. My brother We're picked s- me up about 25 minutes later. Yeah. We drove to Dick's so the girls could have shirts for school the next day. We're so nice. spoiled. Like a bed. We're so spoiled. Great. It, it, it is what it is. So we, we won't get into the sports thing, but yeah. So yeah, we're actually from the World And because of that, I was we were watching baseball games all week. No one really bought anything this week. I know. Mm-hmm. I saw I even picked up my I books was, from the last week. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying anything under protest of Chris not telling me what he has bought. Yeah, so Chris Soon. ended up buying Soon. his thing, and we're hoping it's going to show up for the next episode. I don't so know why can... you boys want to see my thing so bad. <laughs> Only because you keep describing Dirt. it in mysterious ways. Oh, it's luscious. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> You're a dick. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, I, I even picked up my books. Um, I haven't really bought any new toys. I know, I'm, I've just waited because... Uh, Next week is the launch of the, uh, they're rebooting the Green Lantern books. Mm-hmm. As we talked about my favorite combo character, so I'm going to go to the midnight yep. for that. I was going to say, that's your sweet spot. Um, and I've, I've heard really good things about this new book. Really good things. Who's so writing the, this one? Is John's writing it again? Or? No, it's- um. Is Morrison coming out? Yes. Wait, wait, Grant Morrison's coming back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Grant Morrison. I'm just not a big Green Lantern guy. Yeah, not my thing. So I'm, I'll pick up all my books then. Depends on the story for me. Yeah. I don't dislike Green Lantern. It hasn't been one that I've read in continuity all the time, but mm. there are certain story arcs that I've dove, in, dove what, into. What volume is this? Is this six? Oh, God. Seven? It depends how you... Some two, people... Two some people, was in the 60s. Yeah. Some people only catalog, like they catalog the different head lanterns separately. Mm-hmm. So even though this could be like, say, six or whatever, it might only be like Hal Jordan volume three. So keep an Alan separate from Hal. Keep John Stewart, keep John. Guy Gardner, keep okay. Kyle Rayner, all that stuff separate bit. Well, cool. It's probably yeah. going to be at least six. Yeah. And I haven't, be, because of all the travel and work lately, I, I think I haven't been to the the store in a couple of weeks, so I haven't picked up my books. Um, there was no auction this week, so no auction books to go no, pick it's up. it's been a little quiet. I got a couple I paid for that are sitting up there, but hopefully they don't get too mad with me leaving stuff for a couple of weeks, but I'm far away too. It takes no, like, no, you you paid for them. As long so as you pay, yeah, sure, I paid yeah, for them. They don't care. care. I know they wouldn't do store space, but. <laughs> so yeah, so once again, like, um, last episode we touched on... Um, bunch of 80s movies and 80s scores so we're gonna and keep that that talking 80s stuff it's clear it was, that, yeah, that it was we good. love this stuff it is yeah so we we had so much fun we're gonna we're gonna keep it going so once again slow news week uh end of the year as far as the movie news and the stuff like that we really don't have anything to talk about um not none of the big stuff gets released you're not gonna get like a, even a name for infinite uh the new infinity war movie till probably captain marvel of course captain marvel's coming out so until Aquaman comes out in December, we have really nothing to talk about yeah, with anything current. Yeah, we're in a slow period right now. Yeah, so like I said, we'll be done with Titans one of these days. Whenever one of us finishes Daredevil, we'll talk about it. But we're going to go back to the 80s. 
You're going to go back to uh, our beloved movies. And this time we're going to do action. So once again, action. action. So like I said, once again, we did sci-fi last time. Some of the stuff does straddle the line. Uh, Predator, for instance, aliens. Oh, sure. You can yeah. you can count those action you could movies. Use them. Yeah. yeah, but it's just you know anything that we didn't mention. Then let's uh, throw it out there. So action movies. Give so me I've, something. So I've got one that's. I'll be interested to know if you guys saw it, um, but I saw it in the theater and uh, and had the paperback on my shelf as previously <laughs> noticed. Um, Firefox. Yes. No. Firefox was the Clint Eastwood movie. Yes. My no. father took me to that in the theater. Yeah. So this this is a cool movie. Um, hits on a lot of my spots because it's- Essentially the stealth. Yeah. So so it hits on uh, movie production and effects. So I had heard about it maybe in Starlog because of the, the miniature shots and stuff involved in it. But basically, Clint Eastwood is a, is a retired- you know, some kind of military pilot with high clearance, high security clearance, and 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 uh, was trained in the Russian language. But he's retired off in the mountains someplace, and the military comes looking for him because they want him as to come back, as they do, for a special mission that only he can do. The Russians have a new s- stealth, super fast, you know, bomber thing, and... It is controlled by the pilot's mind, the pilot's thoughts. And so the pilot has to be able to think in Russian and they want to steal it. So they need Clint Eastwood, the only man technically capable to both fly this bird and think in think Russian. Russian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 80s so it's it hurts. So, so it's awesome. 80s it hurts. Oh, it's exactly. so good. But, but, you know, Cold War, spy, you know, technology, miniature effects, high speed and, through a, a snowy canyon and let's take a moment to recognize the fact that in an early 80s action movie mm-hmm. clint eastwood was already old enough to be playing a retired guy oh yeah and we're getting another clint eastwood movie like next week isn't that insane <laughs> it's, it's insane hey, it's like, I, I love clint eastwood it's, so it's okay yeah oh in fact props to clint. you know what i i have a weird special love of clint eastwood because my stepdad was just a clint eastwood fan and dirty harry movies you know, and all that yeah crap. and he and I didn't always, we didn't jibe a lot when I was a kid. He was kind of a mili- you know, military guy from a cold military father and, and uh, you know, a fantastic, fantastic provider, fantastic guy, fantastic military officer. Not somebody I, I jived with well socially or, you know, interaction wise, but his, his love of Clint Eastwood built a path for, you know, for, for me to love Clint Eastwood. And that, that movie is, is one piece of that, as well as all the, the spaghetti Westerns, you know, man spaghetti with no Westerns name and stuff. Going into any of the Callahan movies. Oh yeah. I mean, yep. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. seeing Deadpool in the yep. theater. And probably right around that same, uh, yeah, right around the same Dead, time. Deadpool, here? I think might be. A little be later. 80s, yeah. 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 I'll have to look at them. But yeah, so Firefox is one I wanted to throw out there. That's cool. I never, I've never seen that, so. I'm not, I was a huge Eastwood guy. My father used to watch a lot of like the Western ones, like the oh, Good yeah. I just, I'm predisposed to not like Western movies. Funny. I found them boring as a small child, but I'm sure they're it's, phenomenal movies now. But my love of bad action movies came specifically from my father. <laughs> he was the, I mean, he was the king of going to like any of the B grade sci-fi, any of those. Mm-hmm. That's right in his wheelhouse. Um, so most of these that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, in a previous Fall episode, we that. talked about They Live. He was the one that introduced me to that. Um, 
And the first one that I'm going to throw out there is another one that, again, went back and read the book after the fact, First Blood. <laughs> First Blood, okay. Oh. That's one, I mean, something a child should not be watching. Something I don't, I'm not sure I've ever actually seen it. I mean, I've certainly. You probably saw Rambo. I probably after. saw Rambo. So it's just the second one. Fact. I yeah. like it Rambo is. because Rambo is just like, it's a, it's a fun and gun movie. It's exactly. a popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. First, blood, first like blood was dark. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like it, was, oh, it borders drama almost. It's like psychological kind of. It, it, it bordered drama. That's my favorite kind of action is where it actually has a- Post-traumatic stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vietnam vet trying to integrate back into- Yeah. Yeah, and she has a kid. I didn't understand that. I was just like, why is this- like, and I, I, what? And, But then in two, it's like, oh, shoot the helicopter. Bing, bing, bing. I think something, yeah. Well, two, once they found out that like people liked the character- Oh, we're going to have Sly come out of the mud. Yeah. Just a wall of mud, and then all of a sudden, eyes open, and he comes out and knifes some guy. Yeah, and it's just more like, <laughs> another weird thing that like I shouldn't have watched Rambo as a kid, but- it's, I clearly like, shouldn't have no, watched this. No, but like everything else in the 80s, by the time I was seven, there was a Rambo cartoon, there was Rambo action figures, there was a Rambo lunchboxes. He might as well have been a member of there's a Rambo Joe at that uh, point. It, it's kind of a horrible game now, but I still, it's actually real good. There's a Rainbow Nintendo game I could actually beat back oh, in the day. Good. I don't know how the game's horrible and unplayable, but somehow I finished it. So I shouldn't have watched that, but now I have this thing where I really like Rambo as a character to the point where like the last Rambo they did a couple years ago is probably the best one. Congratulations. They're filming five as we speak. I know. The yeah. last Rambo movie was awesome. I need to watch them all, I guess. Dude, he has They're a, watchable. He has like I mean, one of those, um, there's a, tr- not to jump out of the 80s real quick, but the last Rambo movie, just because I like just completely just over the top shit. Mm-hmm. He's, there's a pickup truck with like one of those like, um, saw guns in it they usually like cut down trucks on the walls yeah. on upside mm-hmm. bases and what do we he jumps in the back of the pickup truck turns it th- like it's five inches away from the two guys in the front and just unloads the entire thing into it oh i mean he just fucks shit up in that movie so but anyway <laughs> but yeah that's pretty bad. Ra- like rambo yeah. 2 i liked because it was like i said it was fun and gun and that would have been in the 80s too right that would have been yeah rambo first blood was early first blood was early and then rambo and rambo 3 were both 80s movies and then they skipped 20 years or whatever so i'm gonna go you can call it, this is totally my age sticking through it. And it's an action movie, even though it's a cartoon, it's allowed. G.I. Joe the movie. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I should, so, no. I, I, right. Oh, no. Go. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about it for long. So I'm bringing I'm going to let you finish, but no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> I'm bringing it up because I, if any of my friends ever happen to hear this, I will get crucified for not mentioning Transformers the movie for best, for our sci-fi block. So I watched a lot of G.I. Joe. It was, it was good stuff. Anyway, we'll skip that. Also... <laughs> As part of this discussion, obviously, no one needs to talk about Indiana Jones. We all know where it lies. Yeah. We can just yeah, skip over avoid. that. Yep. So I'm going to go, uh, another one of my favorite ones from when I was younger, Commando. Yeah. Oh, nice ball. Obviously, Schwarzenegger basically owned the, the 80s. He yeah. owned the 80s. I have multiples we're going to talk about on this list that are his. Um, you know, I was uh, I used to watch Who's the Boss when I got from school. Melissa mm-hmm. Milano was in it, so you had that tie-in. Yeah. And I don't know the official numbers, but I always grew up thinking Commando had the highest body count out of any movie I had seen. Makes sense. Yeah, it probably does. It's I'm, up there. It's got to be If you told there. me it, I couldn't argue the point. No, and it was the start of, I mean, Terminator, because he was a robot, he didn't have a lot of, like, human lines. But, like, that started, I think, like, the horrible Arnold pun things. <laughs> like, my friend is dead tired and stuff like that and all that stupid shit and- Boy, built a career off it. He did. He did. Um, you know, and it had like, who was that? One of the guys from Predator's in, I think was it Bill Dukes? Is that his name? Bill Dukes, the guy from Predator. And it was just awesome. It was just like kidnap, you know, kidnap Arnie's kid. Like, what are you thinking? Arnie coming to get you. Arnie fucking kills everybody. 
very straight to the point. So I, I love definitely. Command. I mean, eighties action that that fits right in that bucket. Yeah, it's so eighties. The the one I wanted to bring up that I think counts as action, but I saw it in the theater and it was fantastic. Romancing the Stone. That counts as action. Oh yeah, that could, yeah, yeah. That right. Actually, I mean, that's definitely. yeah, and and I loved that. It, it had you know, it had all kinds of fantastic elements. I'm Kathleen Turner. I mean, yep. Come on. And I think it was the 80s. I'm not possible. Yeah, yeah. Romantic. Because no, was was, wasn't that, there was two of Jewel them. Jewel right? of the Nile. Was, yeah. yeah, I think they were both 80s. No, but I, I was Iron Eagle. Louis Luke Gossett, Gossett Jr. Jr. Mm-hmm. That movie might have been my first kiss with my longtime girlfriend in high school. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, now we're yeah. getting juicy. No, that, that's the entirety. Yeah. No, you're supposed to sing that, Chris. Jen, turn this off. <laughs> No, this is a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, just kidding. But yeah, Iron Eagle. You know, one of the most unbelievable things in the universe, right? You don't just wander onto a military base and take off with an armed fighter. But hey, hey, yeah. things could happen. And then back to back for Lou Gossett Jr. hopping into our uh, our roundtable. We talked about Enemy of Mine on That's the sci-fi right. one. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm going to stick with another Stallone. Ooh. I'm going to go over the top. Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> Cobra. No, no, no. I, I told you. B-grade action movies were like the bread and butter. If Dolph Lundgren was in one, if, I mean. Oh, I know. It's. it's An arm wrestling movie. I can watch arm, a lot of these. An arm wrestling movie. You have a truck driver that has to turn around his hat <laughs> to arm wrestle. To arm wrestle. As he's trying to repair his relationship with his kid. Through the, mother's, through, the, through the magic of arm wrestling what, her, and truck driving. The mother's dying of cancer at home and. Who the heck played um his father-in-law? I don't remember because oh I never saw it. I'm realizing oh. I'm realizing something here on this topic that highlights, right? You guys like wrestling. You guys like action movies. Like macho bullshit. Oh well, God. I don't I, I wouldn't have called this it macho bullshit, but 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 it seems to correlate, you know, to to align mm-hmm. with that kind of yeah, difference. I like my action movies with like a heavy dose of cheese. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely that's, one of them. So that's, I, yeah. See, I was thinking like Lethal Weapon. Oh, right? that's what oh, I had yeah. on my list again, too. So that's, that's got, but it's, it, buddy it gets away from the meaty, meathead action movie. No, but that's an action more, movie. Oh, it is. Yeah, but definitely. it's got- Very good it's, one too. It's, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm basically it's saying gonna, the ones I like are fantastic and the ones you like are meaty and stupid. They are. Uh, so like one- That's the point I, mean, I how, make. Yeah. I mean, how do we recover from Iron Eagle? Ex- oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hold <laughs> I mean, on. Seriously. I mean, that's, if, but that's not median stupid. But that won't, that's but I, just stupid. That's just stupid. <laughs> but I, like, I, I, so like Iron Eagle is meant to be like action, but like straight laced, like serious kind of like military action. Mm. Whereas, I, I'm not. I know, whereas that's serious, a movie about yeah. a, like a, a guy who wants to bond with his son by him arm wrestling and driving a truck. Speaking of also driving a truck and stupid cheese, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Well, I mean, God, that's a coup de gras. Love that movie. Beautiful. So I said, could straddle the sci-fi line a little bit, but I mean, cool, like Chinese bad guys mm-hmm. had a Raiden before Raiden was a thing for Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Um, Mortal and Kombat. The, the sign of, so basically if you wanted like a gold star in the 80s, um, and I didn't realize it when I was a kid because I was not in the know, but looking back on it, especially as a teenager, um, if you're building like a, like a Hall of Fame ballot, 80s Kim Cattrall has to be on that ballot. Oh my God. Yeah. If we ever talk about comedies, which will do I got some stuff in that too? But Mannequin? looking back on it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, eighties yeah. Kim Cattrall, first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But that's just is Jack Burton's one of the probably one of the, the great movie characters of all time. I know mm-hmm. they who's Jack Burton. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> 
your old pal Jack Burton. <laughs> um, to point, I don't know if you. So I, going back to the comic stuff, um, Boom Studios did a yeah, Big Total China book, and it's it's just cool to see the stuff continue. So yeah, I'll go Big Total China. That's a weird. It's cheesy as all hell. Yeah, cheesy as shit. That's okay, but but that fits. I mean, we're talking about eighties action. Yeah. Cheese is almost. Right. What have we mentioned that didn't include Firefox? Was not cheesy. No, that no, wasn't no. cheesy. That was. Yeah. But everything else. Most of it is. Most is so like just. I mean, it was the Arab in indulgence, that, right? In that same kind of vein, the Last Dragon. Yeah. 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 Yep. Vanity. You basically have Studio Fifty Four, mm-hmm. and what guys working in a fortune cookie company? I mean, the yeah. whole thing. It's so was like, just ridiculous. Yeah, you won't go back on this. It's what the fuck were they thinking with this thing? But it all holds up so because it, it's like it connects to memories. It works exactly. So somebody like like you talked about Iron Eagle, like so. But Iron Eagle like tried to be serious, and it it's still it. I mean, it's not like you don't watch that movie be like ah, this is so like you know goofballs. One that tried to be like straight laced like that, but you watch it now, and at least I find it to be hilarious. Roadhouse. Oh, oh my Roadhouse. god, yeah. Roadhouse. Is that eighties? That's yeah. one of my top two. Yeah, I love Roadhouse. But it's just like <laughs> it is yeah. so good. I mean, God rest his soul, Patrick Swayze. But like you, now that I'm an adult, you couldn't convince me that Patrick Swayze could kick anybody's ass. You don't fuck with Dalton. But <laughs> <laughs> sure. like, it's like you just yeah. like if you walk into a bar and you see you know the feathered hair and the tight white jeans, you're yeah. like, you gonna fucking listen to that guy? No. So well, I, I go ahead. No, and Sam Elliott. Sam, like, yeah. Yeah. Sam Elliott already looked like he was 70 years old. I know. I mean, he wasn't moving too good in that movie. <laughs> 30 years. That's how they got him. Oh. The, the the one I wanted to bring up that I know you guys will hopefully remember, um, FX, Brian Brown. I remember the movie. Yeah. So, so the reason I thought it was worth bringing up is it's another thing that hits more of my spots where it was about uh, a Hollywood's Hollywood effects artist. Was that like a horror movie kind of? Like an, no, you know? no, it was it was it was like an action movie, but the lead character had Brian Dennehy, which I love Brian Dennehy oh, yeah. character actors. Um but the lead guy, I haven't watched it in so long that I don't remember, but some kind of like crime drama action thing, but the guy, the fact that the guy's a special effects artist and can wire things that, you know, uh, uh somehow is a major plot point for this action movie and and I just loved it. I I think any discussion of 80s action movies has to come back to the king of all Christmas movies, Die Hard. Yeah, I didn't bring it up. Yeah. I didn't bother, but... I mean, that's in terms of all-time favorites. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gives you Hans Gruber, right? It gives you... Yeah, first Alan Rickman. Yeah, that's yeah. the first time I saw Rickman. Yeah. There's a comic book. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a key issue, first Alan Rickman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure that... Rickman had to have been in other things, but I certainly had never no, seen it. No, it was just gave that. me my favorite Christmas song of all time. You get Christmas and Hollis. I mean, <laughs> Christmas. Come on. <laughs> Argyle's blasting it as a roll into yeah. Nakatomi. Yeah, it was good. actually the uh, the Die Hard Funko Pops came out. Oh, yeah? And they have the one with the guy in the chair with the ho-ho. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a machine gun. <laughs> that was the first movie set I ever wanted to go see. Oh, yeah? First time I went to Los Angeles, I had to buzz oh, the tower to see Nakatomi. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That's awesome. No. Um, let's see, what's some other some other ones? Um, probably because of my age, I don't know about you guys, but in it's action slash adventure. Obviously, you know, no one needs to talk about Goonies. Goonies is is well, Goonies. Sure. Yeah. One of the all time eighties movies, especially like I don't know if you guys were maybe a little too old for it when it came out, possibly. Goonies? 
No, that would have been mid eighties. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was like eighties, seven or eight. Yeah, that would have been right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. right yeah. in the wheelhouse. Okay, okay, yeah. So I mean, like I said, yeah. Goonies, Goonies is an all timer. Um, holds up very well still. Still very relevant in pop culture and it's, in people's minds. I mean, you got Thanos as the big brother. Exactly. Come on. So there's no need to talk about that. So I'm going to go a little off the wall. Um, something that I didn't bring up for sci-fi, which I'm. It was one of the ones I was. It was on the tip of my tongue when we were talking sci-fi, but um, so it sh- should technically show that one. But Highlander. Mm. I love yeah, Highlander. I thought about that. I figured, that, I don't know if I that counted that. as action or, you know, fantasy more sci-fi, so adventure. Let's skip that one because yeah. that was my fault for not bringing that up. I'll, I, I fucked that one up. So I'm going to go, um, this one also could, I guess, you know, it's not, it's not comedy. It's, it's an action movie. Uh, I like Tango and Cash when I was younger. I thought about that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good flick. I, I love the only, keeps coming up. The only reason yeah. I know of that movie is because in the fraternity house in college, right, I went to college in 89 and we had HBO and it seemed like Tango and Cash was on every night. It was on repeat. Yeah. That and uh, Certainly one. Uh, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, oh my God. I haven't thought of that movie in yeah. years. Yeah. I don't know if I ever actually watched it, but those were there. I mean, Karate Kid, isn't that? Yeah. I always thought that was, to me that was more like a drama. Drama. Yeah. So like we have I gave so, you Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Mm. So we had Billy Zapka. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> who became the quintessential eighties high school movie villain. Exactly. Seriously. Um, I I'd even bring it up yet. So when going back to our uh shared universe mm-hmm. um or expanded universe discussion, uh Conan the Barbarian, mm-hmm. Conan movies. Oh yeah. Great action Most movies. Definitely. Um, you know, Arnold again. Basically Arnold Arnold and Sly ran the eighties. They really did. It's, and especially yeah, in I mean, this genre. If you're going down just groups of movies, and you, I can't really pick out any one, but if you're thinking of 80s action movies, you got to loop in Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was going to, yeah. And Steven Seagal. Yeah. And all of those movies tend to be, although Time Cop kind of kicked ass. Yeah. I like that one. But <laughs> a lot of the other ones, they were kind of all the same. They were like- It's it, like- Unless like you're really into it. Like I can tell the difference, but most I know a lot of people that could never tell- Seagal on a boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Just where you're going to plop. That's really, that's- Yeah, Seagal yeah, on a boat, Seagal on a train. Yeah. But um, I know a lot of people that can't differentiate Bloodsport and Kickboxer. I can. I can tell, like if it's on for five seconds, I can tell Those which one it is. I like Bloodsport personally because it had Ogre in it from Revenge of the Nerds. It's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kumite, which it was funny. My entire life, I always grew up with like, oh, that's like a real thing. And then I found out the guy, Frank Dukes, who they did the movie about, was just- so full of shit. Like, it was just, <laughs> like the guy is like one of the all time greatest frauds. But yeah, so I mean, anything Van Damme did. I mean, I think I think Van Damme didn't he kind of get going a lot more in the nineties? Yeah, I think he, he was more. The early days. ones were. Yeah, you had blo- yeah, so you had Bloodsport and Kickboxer, mm-hmm. and then in the nineties he went into like Time Copy, Universal Soldier, and um, Double okay, Team with Rodman and oh, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, the Seagal movies. Was it? Uh, what was the what was the first Seagal movie? Was it? Something to kill, time to kill, or something. Time to kill, time to kill. Yeah, something like that. Is that the one with them? Those. And then there was uh, the above the law was one of them. Um, I don't know if it was was later. Yeah, it might have been nineties. My favorite one's one uh, when he goes to Jamaica when he cuts off the guy, the screw screw face or whatever. One of my favorite things about the eighties was Seagal running. (laughs) I know he looks like an oversized girl with a ponytail. And how the the hands flap? He can't hold a gun. My, I, I, it's oh, it's awesome. The thing about Seagal that always got me is like, you know. A, the whole way he holds a knife drives me batshit crazy. <laughs> but it's like, he was supposed to be like this like badass. And then you find out like later on in life, like, you know, when he was, so first off he pulled Kelly or Brock, which I was like, how, yeah. how is that possible? But then like, 
you know, he, he got a little handy with her back in the day. That's why they ended up getting divorced. But he's like this all-time badass action star, and she kicked the shit out of him once when he went to hit her. But Yeah. If you, but he's but over you Moscow now, right? He is. So or he's ambassador. To, if, yeah, it's something. If somehow Steven Seagal's listening, you, please You certainly can't me. talk 80s action without without his name coming up. No, no, but, he's, uh, he was quintessential. So him and Van Damme. Um, how about Red Dawn? Red Red Dawn seemed, you know, I saw that in the theater. That was definitely Wolverines. action, yeah. 80s. Yeah, Wolverines. I think you have one interesting crossover that we're missing, and that's some of the Eddie Murphy movies. 48 well, so, Hours, Beverly Hills yeah. Cop. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could kind of consider- the biggest comedy star of the 80s. Yeah. Could you consider Golden Child an action movie? Or is that more, that's I mean, more that's, funny? I, that's more kind of- I want, I want the knife. <laughs> I want please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that's more that's more comedy. Maybe. Yeah, I mean there's there's a number of forty eight hours maybe. There's maybe plenty action. of there's plenty of eighties dramas or other eighties movies that don't fall into action that you know Yeah, they're that's true. Yeah, forty eight hours is probably one more drama ish, one more serious. The action movies were all just so over the top. They were. Something like with a weapon you could classify as a comedy. I mean, you, it's the you could. Yeah. pop. It's very yeah. jokey. Yeah. Ooh, we got the crazy one with long hair. But it's got chasing. And the old one. He just got chasing and shooting and martial arts on the lawn in the dark. Yeah. And the, you know, so, so it, it, it I mean, counts. that movie should have inspired millions of movie writers. Yeah. If well, you can write that, I mean. Yeah. I just, I just had a, what I think is a deep cut. Paul, I just got to check the year Ooh. real quick. Okay. Do, 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 do. We're uh, waiting. Aha, 1989. Best of the best. I, I must have seen it. It was a uh, Eric Roberts. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, it. it was yeah. like a like a karate team movie. <laughs> karate yeah. team movie. I don't, I don't remember a ton about it. I, I, I don't remember why they were into like this karate tournament, but there was this like this young kid, Tommy, who was like the best one, and he wanted to like quit. I forget how it goes, but I remember Eric Roberts like is fighting at the end in like a very karate kid fashion. He gets like, guy like axe kicks his shoulder over. And I just remember he's like saying he's got the separated shoulder, and it's like I've separated my shoulder. It doesn't hurt that much. I mean, it hurts, but not like you would have separated thought. my shoulder. I wasn't interested in doing anything. No, else I mean, but, I don't but, my, but, no. but yeah. the the acting job on it, like you would have thought, what he got shot with a fucking cannon? He's like, eh. but he's like, and he's like, pop it, Tommy, pop it, and Tommy pops his shoulder back in the socket, and he goes out there with the arm tied to his side, and like fucking like kick, you know, beats the guy, like, crank him <laughs> and shit. Just one of those like wicked, like over the top. But you know, when you're ten years old or whatever, and you see it. It's awesome. So do you count Scarface as an action movie or a drama? Drama. See, I think it's a drama. Yeah, I, it's, it's drama, drama with a lot of violence? Yeah. Yeah, it's a violent drama. Yeah. Just like I wouldn't consider Goodfellas an action movie. Yeah. No. I, 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 I think it's tough. And it's tough when you're talking about movies that you love from an era to obey, the you know, try sure. to stay. With yeah, the, try to silo. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you, oh, and the Batman. I see. I I mean, technically, it has some action in it, yeah. but that's not an action. Movie. Batman, what would you have? Superman, Superman 1 Superman was two. in the 70s. Superman 2 yeah. would Superman be. Two. And wasn't Superman 2 uh, uh, Richard Pryor? And no, that was Superman 3. 3. We don't talk Three. about Superman 3. Superman 2 is. General Zod. Yeah. Neil before yeah. Zod. It's been a long time since Giant I've seen Giant cellophane those. S's. Mm-hmm. Giant cellophane I never, S's. I was like, I remember it as a kid. I was like, where did that come from? Why well, don't remember that? Okay, so if some. So, Everything we just talked about, we said we took Indiana Jones off it. But so if you had to, if you're going to go home tonight and watch one 80s action movie, what are you watching to kind of just like stoke the memory flames? I, I mean, I'm, 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 I need to go see Firefox again. 
Right, the one, the first one I brought up. Yeah, you've kind of inspired me, but yeah. not to go with the same one. Yep. I mean, Die Hard's the go-to. That's it's. I still haven't seen Christmas the last. That's true. I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen the last two Die Hard movies. The last one it. you didn't miss anything. Four was yeah. The last one, Jack Courtney with the sun. Yes. Yeah. And and then the yeah. fourth one had Kevin Smith in it as the wizard or whatever. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one either. With yeah, that one wasn't bad with Justin. It was I didn't okay. like it. Yeah. If At least I, they tried to tie it back to. That's true. That's uh, true. We don't want to ruin it for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll watch like, it at some point. Spoilers yeah. 10 years later. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not Sean's favorite thing. Um, if I had to watch, just like the one that I still find to be the most watchable, it's Big Trouble in China. I could, I can throw that on and. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that all the way through. Whew, really? Yeah. It, it you, For me, it's a little, I was going to say it's a little like Buckaroo Banzai in that. I can see that. I feel like it's something I should like. Every time I've tried to watch it, and I, I own a copy of it, yeah. it just it hasn't really done it for me. You know, it was like when I was when I was younger, it was just cartoony enough to be almost like a yeah. cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, is what yeah. what it was. So, and Kim Cattrall was hot. And Kim Cattrall, man, your old pal Jack Burton with the board cabbage Spirit. She, she's in that. Maybe I'll go watch it. Yeah, no, it's worth it. I'll give it a shot. Worth of you. Yeah, good flick. So yeah, so like I said you just like the sci-fi stuff. You can talk about this for days. It's just the the decade was just. There's jammed. lots of comedy ones that are on that action comedy there are. line. Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do let's do we'll do comedies next and and talk about some of that stuff because there's like I said there's a lot of things that straddle. I really want to give Burt Reynolds a shout out. So oh, mm-hmm. we can get to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can do we can do that next. So um, last episode we did uh, movie scores. Eighties mm-hmm. uh, movie scores. Yes, eighties movie scores. So basically, they're soundtracks without words. Even though I cheated and put Flash Gordon as an honorable mention. Yeah. So let's do soundtracks. These are. CD, like, or then tapes back then, where you had, even if there was only one song on it, because there was a lot of movies, movie songs yeah. in the 80s that went top 10 and one hit wonders and stuff like that. So, so we're going to do soundtracks. Let's do this. Sean had a good idea since we have trouble controlling ourselves. Let's start with honorable mentions, something right. that just barely missed your list. Yeah. Honorable mentions and our number three, or we're just going to um, set the stage? You, you tell you, do, do like you said, do your honorable mention, you then, the then go into then lead into three. Okay. So the honorable mention is "Good Morning Vietnam," mm. right? Ooh. Such a fantastic collection of '60s, you know, rock. Right? Just it's just just a great album. Also noteworthy because it had Robin Williams bits in the soundtrack. Right? So you also, you know. It doesn't always work to have dialogue. Was that one of the first ones that actually was inserting some of the snippets. I mean, possibly. You see it, I'm trying to you think see about it a lot now. Yeah, I mean, uh, Quentin Tarantino does Tarantino it a lot. Does it Kevin a Smith did it on yep. some of his, and sometimes like a Natural Born Killers comes to mind. Right, a really interesting soundtrack album, but the stuff that they put in there, yeah, it's it's from the movie and stuff, but it's profane. It doesn't belong, and so it makes it actually makes your ability to listen to the music. Yeah, it takes you out of like the groove. Yeah. Of listening. Okay. But Good Morning Vietnam, it was Excellent a great call. distillation. So that was, that was my honorable mention. But my number three is Say Anything. Oh, oh that's a good pull. Right? I mean. Excellent pull. Uh, uh, in Your Eyes mm-hmm. is, you know, is one of the quintessential, you know, movie defining or soundtrack defining songs. Um, and Peter Gabriel was phenomenal. Yeah, but yeah. there was living in Living Color. There was Depeche Mode. There was a lot of great tracks from that. Yeah, but uh, but 
But that that's my number three, say anything. I didn't even Excellent. Think about that one. I don't think I'd seen the movie for maybe 10 years after I was listening to the soundtrack. Really? Yeah, it was just the oh, soundtrack so itself. Yep. So good. Um, I actually had two honorable mentions. Um, and these guys were right. I couldn't really, I didn't want to leave either of them off the list, but I couldn't really crack that top three with either of them. Um, first being Dirty Dancing. Okay. okay. Just because that's, again, it kind of goes back to when we were talking about the scores. Mm-hmm. That song was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you could not escape that when you were growing up in the eighties. Um, the second one, second honorable mention was St. Almost Fire. Oh yeah. Yep. That's. Was it John, John Parr? John Parr. John yeah. Parr. I should know that being my age. By yeah, but, <laughs> but another but, movie saw way too early. Yeah. Um, that was one like, I remember my parents seeing it in the theater. John Parr and playing was the soundtrack. I think there was David yeah. Foster yeah. involved in that too. Familiar. I yeah. think he was. It's one of those things. Yeah. One of those earworms that was placed there by your parents mm-hmm. when you were a kid. Yep. Um, so those two just missed the cut. Um, number three for me is the Blues Brothers soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah. there you go. Yeah. No, no way to. I mean, there's the, it's a tour de force, much uh, like you were just saying with saying, yeah. just the names involved in that. Yeah. Just, um, God, God rest your soul, Aretha on there. Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, you can sing your way through every track after listening to it once. That's true. Yeah. Very listenable. Okay. So for my honorable mentions, I went, um, so there was one guy who kind of ruled the eighties, right? So I had to pick, I, I wanted to try to put something Kenny Loggins in my top three. I could, I couldn't do it. So I had to, I, I I, I, I couldn't do it. Just put all of them. I know. So, so I'm like, what? what Caddyshack? So what, <laughs> exactly. So I was thinking, what, <laughs> what, what goes yeah. honorable mention? So I'm all right. Top Gun. I mean. <laughs> I, actually, I'm all right. It's on my, it's on my gym playlist. I like oh, to look yeah. way too. It's a great song. But I, I went honorable mention, I went Top Gun, just because you had Danger Zone and you had uh, Take My Breath Away by Berlin, which is yeah. a phenomenal oh, yeah. song. I, want, I wanted to put Top Gun in my three, but I figured that one to me was, maybe it was too easy. Yeah. So it was right on the cups, cusp. Mm-hmm. But the other one that's right there, and you know, my my brother's going to tell me is Ghostbusters. Oh man, yeah. I mean, Ray it's Parker Jr. On, it's even outside the Ghostbusters song. I'm not even sure just, I remember other tracks on that soundtrack. Oh yeah, you have the. Here I'll pull it up. Let's see. Yeah, you have the you have the song when they're like I don't know the names of songs, but you have the song cleaning when, up the town. Yep, there's that one saving the day. Yeah, in the name of love, Thompson Twins. Yeah, so yep. that's right yep. in my sweet spot. Yeah. So, so those are my two arm wrenches. My number three um, is one of Chris's arm wrenches is the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I love I love horrible pop music. Um, That's not horrible pop music. Well, some people, like, if, if one of my other 30-something-year-old buddies knew uh, I like the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, I love that song. Oh, uh, fucking yeah, love that on. song. Song's an all-timer. So, I mean, you had that. You had uh, Eric Carmen. Uh, Carmen, you had Hungry Eyes. Uh, <laughs> I see. Let's not forget She's Like the Wind. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I miss you, Dalton. It had that perfect mix of like new stuff and like there's some '50s kind of sound stuff on there. Yeah. But um, I like like said I'm raised by VCR. I've said a million times already by now. But a lot of, like the sappy like romanticy kind of movies I love. So no, I, just, I can't. I, I'm not too proud. We of need it. to do a top three sometime of actors who have done bad songs. Oh, oh. I'll just, so, let's do it right now. No, Patrick Swayze, Bruce Willis, Eddie Murphy. Oh, no. oh sorry. <laughs> Don't forget Jack Wagner either. Oh, oh. and Don, Don Johnson. Johnson. Heartlight. Jack Wagner's Heartbeat. Heartbeat. Jack Wagner's song. Heartlight, yeah, the, Heartlight's uh, Neil Diamond. Yeah, 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 Neil Diamond. No, Jack Wagner's song. That's that's freaking gold, Jack dude. Wagner's yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm so I'm an unabashed soft rock, you know, 
yeah. soft rock I'm, in the seventies and eighties. I'm I got no apologies there. Yeah. Phil Collins against all mm-hmm. odds. You know, it's yeah. uh yeah, but take I'm, a look at me now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 gonna go dirty dancing. So I'll just I I mean what catapulta is um, I've had the time of my life. It's one of the oh, yeah. probably one of the best pop songs here. ever. In yeah, the, it's just music, it's a so. it's. I mean, it's one of the perfect duets. It is. Right? It yeah. is. Um, so that's great. Um, so what are we up to? Number two. That was just so number two for me. Lost Boys. It was a soundtrack album Very that I nice. listened to an awful lot, and I actually mm-hmm. brought it up to remember, you know, the stuff in it because the songs themselves weren't huge hits. But the album as a whole was just fantastic. So there's uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, covered by Roger Daltrey, is actually way better for me than the Elton John original, right? Okay. Um, People Are Strange, covered by Echo and the Bunnymen, another kind of new wave alternative cover of, you know, was a, that was a Doors song, right? But fantastic. Um Cry Little Sister by Gerard McMahon. Just, I don't know, these things you won't remember if you didn't listen to the soundtrack the way I did, but this entire album is fantastic. Uh, This song, Beauty Has Her Way by Mummy Calls. I have no idea who Mummy Calls is. I don't, but, but just straight through listening to that, that soundtrack was a big deal. Nice. Excellent, Paul. You guys are going to chuckle a little bit at my number two. Mm-hmm. It's the Rocky Four soundtrack. <laughs> Another one. It's uh, tracks oh, from that. that up. The workout track routine. Up. Hearts on yeah. fire. Hearts on yeah. fire. Um, <laughs> the training montage. Yeah. Yep. The training montage was the opening to uh, one season of our Killer Whale show. That that yeah, was awesome. something that was in my workout list okay. for the long. It was one of those silly things where it brings mm-hmm. you right back to. Yeah, that's such a good. Him in the hills in Russia somewhere oh. doing these. Upside down sit-ups and picking Polly up. And yeah, with the, the log and the snow. It, oh, yeah, exactly. I might have to throw that on my uh, gym list as I get ready for Creed 2. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it's, what was your, what I was still your, haven't seen Creed. Force. You should watch Creed. Oh, Creed it's is an amazing movie. Phenomenal. I've heard that. So good. What was your three again? Your three was? Um, My number three is the Blues Brothers. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Rocky Four. And that's something... It, Kind of like the Lost Boys, unless you listen to it all the time. Yeah, that was one. yeah, it sets it. Yeah. yeah. It nice. became the workout album. Mm-hmm. So my number two, not once again, not really showing the imagination, um, is Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah. I didn't touch on it in the score part, but the Back to the Future theme is another one of those, like anything John Williams did, this isn't John Williams, but like Superman, Star Wars, Indy. Yeah. You hear it and, and oh. you get transported. Yeah. Alan Silvestri. No question. Uh, you know. Phenom- he's, he's, he's up there. He's definitely probably top five. Yeah. But also, I'm a huge Huey Lewis and the you News guy. Huey in, yeah. Way more than a 30-something-year-old man should be. It should be past my time. I love Huey. Yep. So it's a Huey Lewis album, basically. I was in Northern California in high school. Huey Lewis was- Unless I ran the show, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Power Love is one of the, the, the best songs. And the whole back soundtrack is- time. Yep, exactly. Yep. The whole thing is- Though, back served as a gateway to the rest of Huey's music. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I learned about that soundtrack album, among others, well, Lost Boys, like I just mentioned- it's the the songs that only exist on soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I think it was Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. Holiday Road. Uh, no, that's not the name of the song on the Back to the Future soundtrack. Oh, that's a good pull. Yeah, I think yeah. Going like, no, that's like an excellent pull. No, no, I mean the. Uh, oh, he does have a song. It was, huh? uh, yeah, it's uh, what is it? I actually. But there was there was some huge names that would just contribute one song. 
And that's Much why of the Kenny Loggins stuff that you were talking about. Yeah, and that's why it was so hard because they said there were so many like CDs that had like that one theme from them. Like, almost... Time Bomb Town. Okay. It's Clapton did the same thing. Yeah. He shows up all over the place. <laughs> we can't use this because we can't pay for it. So beep, 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 beep. You think Lindsay's paying attention? <laughs> isn't, he no. too, isn't he too busy? Like, <laughs> But if he gets windy, he probably needs the cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get kicked out got, of Fleetwood Yeah, he Mac. got kicked He's out. He's not, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not part of the <laughs> yeah. reunion. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but, but, you know, but yeah, great. Obviously a great soundtrack. Also mixing in 50s and covers of 50s songs. Yeah. I mean, just. Yep. Yeah. Earth Angel. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. Nothing wrong Where's with that. Where's Cousin Marvin? <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. So we're down to ones? Down to ones. Down to ones. All right. the best soundtrack of the 80s, according to Sean Hogarty. Yeah. So the number one for me is Pretty in Pink. So, really? Yeah. It's for a number of reasons. Okay. Um, so one of the first songs, I didn't see that movie until much later. Like I wasn't actually old enough to see that movie. Like, no, that like, was definitely a VHS. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. yeah. So I'm sure I saw it on VHS, but the soundtrack I heard early on, there's a song on that soundtrack by a band called New Order called Shell Shock. Okay. And the mix on the soundtrack is actually different than the, the track Shell Shock on, on the New Order album. But I'd never heard New Order before, I don't think. I think this is the first time I'd heard a New Order song. And they had another big 80s hit, didn't they? Um, Blue Monday. Blue and, Monday, yeah. And, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, New Order's, okay, New Order's True Faith was a huge yeah. one later on. Oh, the Smiths are on um, Yeah. But, uh, you know, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, big synth, mm-hmm. new wave fan. Stretch it right, right? Out. That, that if you, if you leave. Yeah. Suzanne Vega, Left of Center, mm-hmm. right? Um, Pretty Pink, Pretty in Pink, obviously, itself by the Psychedelic Furs. But just the entire, you know, the entire thing is just, uh, it, it just speaks 80s. Obviously, it, it the whole John Hughes type of vibe and everything. It's just, it's all... It's yeah. all goodness. It's all right in your comfort you level. You could have too. hit, yeah, yeah, any of those albums yeah. tied to Hughes movies. Yeah. yeah, but that song "Shell Shock." If you if you if you go back and listen to that, that is a song by itself that propelled me into Depeche Mode and New so that's, Order. So that's, that's that's the separator for you yeah. from the other Shell ones. Shock. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Excellent poll, sir. Um, my number one is also something that's generally considered one of the best albums of all time. That's Purple Rain. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's. I, I, I've, I I've never that. seen the movie, Chris. I've seen bits and pieces. I can't honestly say that I've sat there and watched through the entire movie. Yeah. Um, but in terms of an album, yeah. I mean, it was the soundtrack for that movie. But in terms of the number of hits that came off of that, the number of memorable songs, I mean, you probably had three or four number one hits on that. That's true. I'd even think about that, like when I was going through stuff. I didn't think about. It. I mean, I'm not the was biggest that, Prince guy. Eighties. But... Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like mid eighty six, eighty seven. When doves I mean, cry, just, let's go crazy. Yeah, well, all that. When doves cry, I mean, the title was, track was, uh, was Little Red Corvette on that. Little Red Corvette, yeah. um, Raspberry Beret. Yeah, yeah like it's it's it's, it's, it's no, corroded. Ra- no, Raspberry Beret was I think the next is. album. No, I think it's because we actually we we went and saw like a Prince cover band. Mm-hmm. That his daughter's teacher plays in, and they were yeah. phenomenal. Um, and they did the whole the whole thing. Shout out to Love Sexy. What she? What does she play? She's the lead guitarist. Really? Yeah, Jody's amazing. Mm. Well, yeah, but but okay. when doves cry is a special song for me. It you know it's production, the sounds I mean, he used and stuff. All of his production. That's generally he was so. If you go masterful. Rolling Stone, MTV, yeah. any of the list, that's yeah. generally a top fifteen, twenty album yeah. of all time. Yeah, definitely. And the and the title track. I mean that. 
I mean, of it's course, Darling Nikki. I mean, it's, you have a number of memorable hits off of that. You, album. of course, you know, have seen Prince performing that in the rain and this, you know, mm-hmm. Super Bowl halftime. I mean, that it, his Super Bowl halftime show was epic, yeah. and it's one of the things that he never gets enough credit for. He does a little more now that after he died. He is one of the greatest guitarists that ever lived. Oh yeah. If you yeah. if you haven't seen it, go back and watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tribute to George Harrison, mm-hmm. and they compiled this insane list of guitarists. Yeah. And every one of them is jockeying for position. Yeah. And there's this great story that you see people will tell out on this little YouTube video that Clapton one. Prince never asked for. I mean, he never really tried to stick his nose in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, just do your thing and then I will fill. I'll just come yeah. in and I'll play a little something and wrap it up. And he unleashed one of the greatest guitar solos I've I ever seen. In my I don't life. think I've seen that. So it I is. Need to. We're going to watch it after this episode. It all is right. unbelievable to the point where you have these guys that are all legends. They just stop there and stare in awe. Yeah. There's one, I forget what the exact quote was, but so like from, if I had to pick one, I, to me, Clapton might be the best guitarist ever. He's my favorite. Yeah. I, love, my favorite. I love Mark Knopfler. I love Prince. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Prince ever got the credit he deserved. But the, yeah, but someone or being a guitar so, player. Uh, some interview or something someone asked Clapton something like, So it like how does it feel to be the best guitar player to ever live? And he goes, I don't know, go ask Prince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good poll. So my number one, I try to go off the wall. Yeah. Um this Literally? is you go, Michael? No. Oh, I, that's not a soundtrack <laughs> not, not, not album. A that's yeah. okay. So, you got me excited for it. Um, this CD has, I mean, I know every song on it front to back. It came around when I was a kid. Um, it's part of one of my favorite, we'll call it expanded universes ever. I'm going with the soundtrack for The Little Mermaid. Oh, well, I mean, that's there's yeah. there's no question. That's uh, not one I would think of because we're... But I'm thinking 80s movies. I'm thinking I I ju- live action. I tried but, yeah. to, I try to I, throw yeah. a I mean, curveball. Kiss the Girl, Under the Sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part um, of your world. Les Passants, part of yep. your world. I mean, it's- It's a phenomenal. What year was that, 88, 89? 89. Yeah, I was like in second grade when yeah. that came out. Just I just thought, because there was a video that's been going around on Facebook where uh, this lady's getting married and somehow her dad's got the dough to pull Jody Benson to the wedding. Oh, I think mm. I saw that. And yeah. um, she comes out and she starts singing Part of Your World. And, you know, it's just, you get a little weepy eyes. It's like, you know. I, I'm so, getting chills thinking about that. She's singing, yeah, she's singing it live. And we've actually, we, we met Jody Benson. Um, well, So Jody Benson narrated the Candlelight Processional at Epcot we went to one oh, year. Oh, that's cool. So and she's got a great voice. She was some other Disney characters too. One time I went, I had Pedro Serrano. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, there's, you know, great, great number one. Totally, yeah, yeah. totally worth it. Different, Excellent. different. Try to mix it up a little bit. Because so. that's, because that's a musical. Like, like it is. So, so that's, sure. it's not the, you know, it's not a soundtrack. It's a musical, but it absolutely but it counts yeah. and it's a fantastic totally one. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I, mean, I easily mm. could have, if we weren't, say, like animation was off the table, I could have. We didn't. No, we didn't. I'm saying, but I could have just screwed no, everything up. Yeah. Top Gun. But I said, oh, yeah. I just, I wanted yeah. to be, um, I wanted to be different because yeah. I like to be different. So, okay. So, quick recap. So, Sean had say anything. Mm-hmm. The Lost Boys and mm-hmm. Pretty in Pink. Yep. Chris went with the Blues Brothers. Yep. Rocky Four. Hell yeah. Run in the Snow, and Purple Rain. <laughs> I went with Dirty Dancing, Back to the Future, and The Little Mermaid because I, I am a I child. Think that's oh, actually okay. a pretty good. You know, I'm impressed with how little overlap there was. Yeah, there was, yeah that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to. So one of my one of my favorite things so far about this, you know, top three thing that that you came up with, DJ, that we've been doing is between us being, you know, different, slightly different ages, slightly different backgrounds, and 
definitely different different tastes and very little preparation on some of our parts the the result is always an interesting sampling like it almost like we should actually go back and like compile a list of these things and like their playlists or watch lists or oh, eat lists mm, like or that. right that's a nice poem. right like after our halloween candy episode I think I've gained several pounds because I'm like, oh yeah, peanut butter cups. <laughs> so uh, you bring that after the Halloween episode. I went down to um my my work building is right next to a CVS. Oh, bad and news! CVS had all the candy bars two for a buck. So I literally I I I, I threw the phone on. I had the earbud. Went back, listened to them again, and I bought the entire gambit. And I've eaten them over the last two days. Oh, so. dude. Anyway, so so yeah. you know this this uh, was another example of that of of yeah they're fun a it's a good way to yeah. generate conversation. You hit on a good point. There's just enough age gap between myself and Sean, mm-hmm. and then myself and DJ in the yeah. other direction, yeah. where you get different swaths of even though you're talking yeah. about the 80s. Yeah, yeah. You touched on more of some of the later ones or dirty yeah. dancing or the young, or yeah. the younger kid ones. Exactly, yeah. the younger kid ones. You had a little more deep cuts. Yeah. So it's yeah. an interesting mix. So it's, it's all different. I but tend it's all to be right same. in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's because you are. You're right, right in the middle. There you go. Yeah. Well, you can pretend you're right in the middle. It's really like me and you, and then baby DJ over there. But <laughs> <laughs> but good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. no, it's been good stuff. So yeah, um, I think we're gonna keep this going. So um, if you like this, we're we're gonna try to keep these series going. Um, if anyone wants to hear, you know, either pipe in something we missed, hit us up on Twitter at FMN37. Tell us we're idiots. Tell us we're idiots. Um, if anyone has any ideas for uh, j- top threes, we'll jump into the 90s possibly. Yep. Just you know, whatever. general questions, whatever. Yeah, hit hit us up. We'd like to hear from people. And as we hopefully try to- sometime, what the hell did Chris buy? Hopefully yeah, that's not maybe. a session, you know, not a chapter of every yeah, podcast. Yeah, he kind of hinted that it's in, it was going to be in the mail for the next episode. So we'll have to- <laughs> Is it- so, ha- if you had it should to be here for the next episode. How, how big is it, Chris? Is it coming in a fragile size, crate? What, how big is it's the box? It's not coming in a fragile crate. Okay. It's um it's on the smaller size. He bought Warwick Davis. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be Great episode. Have, have a good week. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Guys, later. <laughs>